my driving force is I really want to help people get better photos because just like you said, photos are everything. And no matter how beautiful the room, you put up a crappy photo and that room is going to fall flat. The Wingnut Social Podcast, Episode 12, Why Image Quality Matters in Your Digital Marketing. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, Wingnuts. Welcome back to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the head Wingnut of Wingnut Social, and I am joined by the lovely yet soulless Natalie Graff. Hey, Natalie. Hello, hello. Hey, Natalie. Guess who's on the show today? Um, I read my paper. Does that make me know? I, I would hope so. Yeah, the lovely Linda Holt. I do know. Oh, I love that. A little bit of alliteration there, the lovely Linda. Yeah, so Linda's in our awesome Facebook group, the Design Blog and Social Media Laboratory. That's a lot to say. I thought you were thinking about changing that. Yeah, so I have been thinking of changing that. Of course, we're only recording today episode 12, so it might be a hot minute for these episodes to play out before we can change the name, but I'm thinking of changing it to just the Wingnut Social Media Lab. That sounds short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, and the branding's consistent. And right, we just had Nicole Heimer on, and she was talking about keeping your branding consistent. And yeah. So maybe we should change it and tell them they'll learn about it in episode 12. I like that idea. Okay, let's do that. How about the Wingnut Social Media Lab, formerly known as the Design Blog and Social Media Laboratory? No, no, let's not say that. That's way <laughs> too much. So Linda Holt is in that group, and she's a brilliant writer, a brilliant interior designer. And today we're focusing on her insane photography skills. She's well known for her use of the iPhone for her interior design photography, not like the final portfolio shot so much, but for her social media, for her website, for her blog posts. And she actually is now instructing other interior designers on how to optimize their photos for their digital media marketing, advertising, blogs, etc. We're going to talk a little bit about that on the show today, too. So that should be pretty cool beans. That sounds good to me. I like it because I could always have a few more tips on how to take better iPhone pictures. Some of mine are a little less to be desired. You know, you're actually a really good photographer. You've taken some great photos. Well, when they're of my dog or my kid. I mean, come on. Hey, and of me. Oh, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) All right. So Linda Holt of Linda Holt Creative launched her interior design business in 2011 after a 25-year career, 25 years, as one of Boston's top commercial headshot photographers. Her past photography clients sought her out not only for her ability to make them look their very best, but for her skill in having their personality shine through the lens. Today, she applies those very same principles in designing rooms that not only look beautiful, but reflect the unique personality of the homeowners and their families. Linda's blog, Focus on Creativity, is where she shares her two passions of photography and interior design. She continues to photograph almost daily, but has put aside her heavy DSLR cameras. We have one of those, don't we? When's the last time we use that? Um, You know, if I can interrupt here, I used to bring that to consultation and projects, and I used to take a whole bunch of pictures. And now, guess what I use, Linda? My iPhone. Yeah, you heard. 
So anyway, she has put aside her heavy DSLR cameras and now shoots exclusively with her iPhone. After extensive training and retouching apps, Linda is now offering editing services for designers, staters, and bloggers. And we are sure as heck going to get deep into that so you guys can get all that info. But first, help me welcome Linda Holt to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey, Linda Holt, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're super duper excited to have you on here. I was telling the Wingnuts how you're in the blog group on Facebook and how so amazing your writing is and your blogs and how popular they are. I just share them unasked because they're so great. And I am so grateful for that, Darla. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. So today's focus is on image, uh, image quality, you know, image Everything having to do with your photographs on your website, on social media, and of course, you instantly sprung to mind because it's so important because I know that you and I have both seen, you know, really talented interior designers who have put some work out there that the pictures and the images that they put forth just didn't do their talent justice. Right. So we're going to go into that a little bit to help some of the wingnuts listening, the interior designers kind of sharpen up that angle of their interior design business because image is everything, right? It absolutely is. And that's sort of my, my driving force is I really want to help people get better photos. Because just like you said, photos are everything. And no matter how beautiful the room, you put up a crappy photo and that room is going to fall flat. So it's really important. That's our business, right? We, you know, here, here's something pretty and here's how pretty it can look. Right. So everything is so important. So just tell the wingnuts a little bit about, you're an interior designer now and a blogger, but tell us just a little bit about your expertise and how you got so good at photography and the skills that you've mastered? Sure. Well, I was a photographer professionally for 27 years. Um, and I did, did had nothing to do with interior photography. I was a commercial headshot photographer. So I shot Boston actors, actresses, comedians, opera singers, and the such. But my sort of secret on the weekends was I was a, I guess, a closet decorator. It's all I thought about. It's all I did. Um, I had a passion from it even way back then. So you would say you came out of the closet? Yeah, I came right out of the closet with my <laughs> and started fluffing pillows. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we have in common. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some mistakes that most designers make when they publish photos? Okay, I would say the overriding one is either they don't crop enough and there's too much to see and you don't really know what the what you should be looking at or they're not exposed properly. Those are both common mistakes I see on everything from websites to Instagram. And how how would you best suggest that they would fix those mistakes? I'm assuming most designers are using their iPhone these days or their cell phone, I shouldn't say iPhone, but cell phone these days. And there is a, in camera, it's easy to correct exposure just by holding your finger on the screen for a few seconds. And in the iPhone, a, a sun icon pops up and you slide your finger either up or down the screen to make the photo either lighter or darker. So at the very minimum, you should be doing that to get the exposure to look right. Yet, I think everybody in the world knows that, but almost every week I find someone that's like, oh, that's so great. I didn't know that's how that worked. You know, that's where I first learned about that was reading, you did a blog post on that with doing where you could do the little up and down with the sun exposure on my iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no idea. So we're going to assume that a lot of people still don't. 
I even teach Darla about the portrait mode. Sometimes I'm like, wait a minute. If you take a picture like this, it looks a lot better. Right. Yes, admittedly, I'm not a photographer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a professional wingnut. So right. did you just come out of the box being this good and knowing all this stuff? Tell us some more stories. No, actually, just okay. the opposite. My my photos, when I started, I was really a DSLR camera snob. And I thought anyone with taking pictures of their iPhone was complete amateur. And I never <laughs> took it seriously. I never learned how to use any of the functions. My pictures, when I look back now, occasionally Facebook will give me a pop-up reminder, you know, seven years ago, I cringe at how horrible my pictures were. Awful. They were beyond awful. So I maybe three or four years ago was at a conference and this... Um, photographer, professional photographer who shoots covers for national shelter magazines was speaking about, she had a behind her on the stage, a whole big screen of magazine covers. And she said, what do all of these covers have in common? And they were everything from Oprah to, you know, um, coastal living. She said, everyone I photograph with my iPhone. Oh, wow. Honest to God, my jaw went to the floor. It was the first time ever that I thought, oh my God, if she can do that, I can do that. So I came home and started Googling, YouTubing everything, how to take good photos with your iPhone. And I just learned apps and I practiced and um, it's really not that hard. I, you just have to have the the interest in learning how to do better, you know, getting better shots. You know, we actually have a, a good friend of ours. He's a photographer here in Miami, Florida. His name is Monty Wills, montywills.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And he does his photography, or at least he did last time I spoke to him, solely, completely with an iPhone. Like big, yeah, big, it's a thing now. It's actually a, a little niche in the photography industry. So the iPhone is is incredible. I remember DSLRs back in the days when it was right. a huge thing for them to be five and 10 mega, megapixels. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah. It is a thing now and it's called iPhoneographers and it's just, it's now accepted. It used to be kind of like, most professionals would think you were sort of bush league if you were, you know, shooting with your iPhone. But now some of the top DSLR photographers in the world are switching over to the iPhone because they always have it with them. It always can take, you know, in most cases can rival, honestly, a DSLR camera if you know what wow. you're doing. I agree. I agree. I agree. My daughter plays soccer and I can get some really cool action shots with my simple cell phone and I don't have to carry around a big old Right. Single camera. Yeah, because yeah, right. I always have it with me. And so it's it's been amazing from what I've learned just on my iPhone. And I'm, you know, And wow. it's great for social media, too, because it's there. It's convenient. You can take really good shots, especially if you're an influencer, yep. if you want to keep that brand going. And it, it's not sucky. So that's great. Which brings me to my, my next point. So would you now, having that newfound confidence in the iPhone and the technology, would you shoot iPhone photos for your actual design portfolio? Or what do you, do you differentiate? Uh, well, that's kind of a, a complicated question. Yes and no. I do a lot for my portfolio with my iPhone, but there are certain instances where the iPhone just doesn't cut it. And that's when, if the room really needs to have lighting brought in, I hire an architectural photographer to do jobs where, you know, if there's a big window where there's going to be light coming in, you know how that makes the rest of the room go black because it's going to expose for the light. So I'm pretty good, but I still will hire 
um, a professional when it's really, when it really counts. Like I have a, I have a bathroom that I need to shoot and I've tried it with my cell phone and it just doesn't look good. So I'm going to hire my, um, friend who's an architectural photographer and she has a full frame camera and that makes a big difference because she can get the whole bathroom in, you know, and it's not a wide angle lens. It's lens is just the wider, the wider camera. So. Right. Cause on the interior design side, you no know, natural lighting, natural lighting. That's a big thing. You want to get yes. shots done for the shelter magazines. You don't want any lights on. So that, that would be a weakness I would see right now with the, any digital camera. Right. Photog- I mean, not digital, Cell camera, digital phone. Thank you. Photography. Yes. That I would see. So, I mean, we just did a, sh- a shoot not too long ago and it was raining. So, and we had to use long exposures. There was yep. no way you could have shot any of that. Right. But I have seen on your blog, some photos that you've done with the iPhone that I could not tell. I wouldn't right. be able to tell, you know, that I would say I'd be proud to have that in my portfolio. So right. there are some instances where you can use it. Yep. I'd, I'd say half half the photos in my portfolio I did on my iPhone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a high percentage. That's a really high percentage. I'm going to go back now and look at your portfolio. Everybody needs to, needs to go look at Linda Holt's portfolio and see what you can do with an iPhone. Of course, you need the eye. You need that talent and that experience and that skill and the training, but still. I mean, and later on in this podcast, we will uh, tell you a little bit about how to get some of that training and that skill, but we won't quite jump there yet. But stay exactly. tuned. Okay. So Tell me how important it is. We we did discuss, we brushed on a little bit to have that quality photography for your brand image and to get ROI from clients. What kind of credibility does that build? I think your photos are your brand. There's no, there's no, you know, difference. If you're, if you're going to sell yourself as a, you know, detailed luxury designer and you're putting up, you know, uh, dark, you know, crooked photos the people judge you by your photos. I mean, it's really important. Your photos represent the best that you can do. And if you don't have the best photos, it's just, you're going to fall flat. So it's so important to your brand. And if your brand is color, your photos should be colorful. If your brand is luxury, you should be photographing a lot of, or posting a lot of, you know, luxury products or luxury images. And I think it's really important, especially on social media, to curate, you know, your photos so they do represent your brand, whatever that may be. Awesome. So I got a question. Does a designer need to learn like complicated photo apps like uh, Photoshop and all that stuff? No. Or not can, a- can we do something real simple and, and keep it Darla proof? <laughs> <laughs> or Natalie proof. <laughs> <laughs> There are such easy um, apps out there right now. I, I I will say that, you know, the Lightroom app, which is Photoshop um, for the iPhone, is not user-friendly. And I wouldn't advise anyone to download that app and try to figure it out unless you're familiar with Photoshop. But apps like Snapseed, Touch Retouch, they are so easy. I, I think a five-year-old could figure out how to do them. Um, and then for people that are really into taking selfies and only want to post themselves looking, you know, 10 years younger and, and absolutely <laughs> beautiful, I use an app called Airbrush. And again, all you do is just go into the app, hit the brush and run it over the your finger over the photo and voila, you're beautiful. So I'm going to check um, into that one. <laughs> so don't worry, all this will be in the show notes. So everybody can catch this afterwards in case they missed it now on how to make themselves look beautiful. Right. And five-year-old simple easy apps right. even a five-year-old could do it or yeah. those of you that have teenagers they can help you i promise yeah they are really easy and you just play around with them for you know 
two or three minutes and you'll, you'll figure it out. The one problem with, you know, doing the airbrush app is, uh, people will meet you in person and they won't recognize you because you won't, <laughs> you won't look as beautiful as in the photo. That is a consideration. Like on my professional photo shoots, I tell my photographer, Hey, can you just photo, can you Photoshop that wrinkle out? And I'm right. like, well, you know, these people are going to meet me in person. You just got to have to own it. But yeah. I'm not going to say I didn't do a couple little touches because I mean, Hey, it's your photograph, but yeah, you, you have to consider that. I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> I, uh, well, thank you. That's very sweet. But yeah, I got a wrinkle or two. Let me tell you. I'm 50. I like to kick and stretch. I'm oh, you 50. are? I thought you were like in your 30s. Oh, well. You know oh, what, Linda? Linda you're, you're her new favorite now. <laughs> you're already on the podcast, Linda. Wow. What else do you want? She'll give you whatever you want at this point. <laughs> no, I, I just turned 50 in May. Oh, I'm, my gosh. I'm, yeah, well. I got I got those long teeth. I never, ever would have guessed that. That's for sure. Thank you. So that's all that healthy living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you sip on Jack Daniels. Okay. All right. So let's say that someone has, they've already done the turn to the dark side and they have a project and all their photos are crappy from it already. What, to what extent can they be repaired or made, you know, presentable or, you know, at what point do we just say, you know, screw it. Uh, that one's just a lost, a lost cause right. and going forward. I'm going to take Linda's advice. I'll tell you what's a lost cause. And this is just, I wish if I could give one message to designers that I could just shout it into every single designer's ear is turn off the lights. Um, designers are sending me images to edit and they've kept all the room lights on. And when it is a blasted out white circle on the wall, there is <laughs> nothing photo editing can do for that. So I'd say if it's so overexposed, especially with lighting, um, or if it's so dark, there's, you know, you can't bring it back without really compromising the quality of the image. Those are kind of lost, but I'd say 95% of images can be brought back to pretty decent, if not good, with photo editing. That's a pretty good percentage. And that's yeah. a really good point, too. And we did mention it a little bit earlier that if you go to any of these shelter magazines and look at the, you know, the design portfolios and the features, there's no lights on. Right. There's none. And it's, uh, but it is, a, it's a little bit different, right? For magazines versus your portfolio. Is it okay to have some lights on in your portfolio? Is it, does it, is it's a different kind of stuff? It's actually fine to have lights on, especially, for example, if the light is on a dimmer and it's over a dining room table. You probably want that light on because it'll cast some atmosphere. I'm talking about bright cans mm -hmm. in the ceiling that are just big, giant white dots in the ceiling. You don't want to have those on. Um, that's the... And if you have to have those on because it'll be pitch dark if you turn them off, that's when you really need to hire a professional who can bring in lights and light it so it won't look like it's lit. It'll look like it's daylight. So that's... Right. That's what we did for our yeah. last photo, our most recent photo shoot. We brought right. in a photographer, Ethan uh, Murat. And um, yeah, but it was like... Each shot was like five minutes because yeah. <laughs> it was so dark, but right. the natural lighting came out gorgeous. There was yes. only one part that we couldn't get no matter what with the lighting. We just couldn't get it right. And right. I yeah. didn't have any choice but to leave the lights on there, but you know, it's not in a magazine, right. so I'm not too worried about it, but yeah. yeah. But even but, in the magazine, occasionally they will have lights on. It's just, they wouldn't publish it if it was a blown out, you know, ugly mess. Um, or because the other thing is people, you can't really shoot 
an internal bathroom without having the lights turned on if you're doing it with your you know your cell phone because the room will be pitch dark um mm-hmm. so that's when you'd want to bring in some supplementary lights but if you turn on the lights it's all reflecting off the the tile and the gla- and the you know shower glass and that light is going everywhere and that's really kind of ruins the photo so that's another you know instance where you probably want to hire a professional that knows what they're doing that can light that bathroom so they won't see all the glare and it won't look like um it won't look lit it'll look like daylight uh, that's a number one investment I think a photographer, I mean a photographer, a designer can make on their projects as far as getting their work out there and getting that ROI. And that's something we've done from the beginning. We Even with our little projects, you know, starting out, they might not be, you know, architectural digest or crazy expensive projects, yeah. but a professional photographer can sure as hell make them look like they are. I totally agree with that. When I was just getting started as a designer, every single bit of profit that I was making, because I was so bad on my cell phone, I wouldn't even consider that. I was paying that my profit to a photographer to come and shoot it. And then I'd be at ground zero again. But at very least, I'd have some fabulous pictures for my portfolio. Absolutely. And that goes, and those are evergreen, at least for a while, depending on the trends and everything. But so people can see your work. I mean, my clients go on there now. Finally, I have a portfolio where they can go in and say, hey, they do good work. And it's shot well. And that's, we've made more than made our money back on the photography. Yes, that's usually the way it is. But I know it's hard to, it's hard to talk new designers into that because it is so expensive. And I don't know what it is in Florida, but in Boston, it's easily 3000 bucks to have a, uh, just one small project photographed. Well, we got lucky. We got a real estate photographer who who does do some interiors. So mm-hmm. she's not, she doesn't specialize. Now I think she's branched off into doing interiors more so as part of her portfolio, but we got lucky with that. So I think our last photo shoot was, I want to say about 11 to 1200. Yeah, that's so a, it wasn't. Yeah, well, that's a deal. Bad. That's a deal. Yeah, she's really, really good. We'll have to, give, you have to give her some props and yeah. some show notes here. Right. Absolutely. I, yeah, if you're in the Miami area, I'll definitely link her in the show notes. So one last question before we go into our fire round, Linda. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that for your blog, you don't really use other people's photos as much or at all, really. You use all of your own photography. Can you just really quick speak to that and the importance of that? Yeah, I stopped using other people's images about five years ago because I have a stack of scary, you know, threatening letters that are about four inches thick because I, every, you know, uh, fly by night, um, agency decided they wanted to sue me. And I was using photos from House Beautiful. I was, you know, crediting them, tagging them mm-hmm. regardless. So I ended up having, I never paid, but I did have to hire a patent, um, uh, an attorney, a copyright attorney. And she said, get every single image that isn't yours off the blog and going forward, only do your own. So that's what I've done for like the last five years. It's like, Russian roulette. You know, if you use somebody <laughs> else's photo, maybe you'll be fine, but maybe five years down the line, you'll get a letter, you know, demanding five, ten, whatever, thousand dollars for using this one image that you pulled off Pinterest that you credited, you know, from House Beautiful or Veranda or whatever. It doesn't matter. And most likely you'll never have to pay, but the stress and mm-hmm. you will have to hire a lawyer to send a letter is just not worth it. So, if at all possible on the blog, just try to use your own. It's hard. Great advice. That is amazing advice that I'm actually going to take to heart here and going forward. I hope you guys are listening. And that is a real thing. I have heard it. It is happening. People are reaching out and saying, hey, just cease and desist. And here's your letter. And we want this much money. Really big time bloggers are getting these emails. And so yep. take that to heart. 
I just, from what I take from that, I agree that that would be a possibility, but also we know a bunch of designers and a bunch of people have a bunch of work and a bunch of portfolio. <laughs> and if we share others' pictures and we give the credit to the website and we have that thing, wouldn't we be helping ourselves by um, promoting other designers as well in the other areas? Yeah, I mean, it's good for everybody. It's it's great for the designer because uh, maybe a new audience is seeing their images for the first time. You're crediting them. And it helps you because um, you have an image to talk about that's probably beautiful. That's why you chose it. So it makes your blog look good. So it's a win-win as long as you can get permission. And absolutely. And say our clients here in Miami read about something and they have a summer home in Boston. Hey, they look Linda up. I'm just saying, right? I'm just saying it could work. So is there a release form or anything that you're, you just say, Hey, you know, Linda Holt, I love your, your one room challenge room, which was gorgeous, by the way. We could link that in the show notes to God. That was amazing. That was the best room. Oh, thank Um, you. No, it was, it was so beautiful. I want to use this for my blog. So could I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put you on the spot. Here we go. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. She cannot sue me now. I would be honored, but actually <laughs> it was Carla who said, get it in an email just so there's a record so that, you know, if, if you piss me off or something and I'm a nasty person, <laughs> I won't come back like a year from now and say, oh, I want $10,000. You use my picture on your blog and I didn't give you permission, you know, so you just, just, just to be safe, get it in an email that sure, I'd love you to use my photo and just anyone out there use my photos anytime. I'm, I'm happy, <laughs> happy to share. You heard that, ladies and gentlemen, a blanket yes. agreement with, from with, Linda Holt. This is legally binding. <laughs> with credit. That's all I asked for. Credit. <laughs> yeah, with credit. Exactly. I'm totally, if you guys want to use any of images from my work, just credit me. I'm yeah. good with it too. Good. There you go. That's, so there's this is two a virtual people. Handshake. Everyone can use our work. Two, two of us have stepped up. <laughs> can I use your work, Natalie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that sounds good. What did I work on? All right, Linda Holt, now it's time for the wingnut fire round, which we lovingly and affectionately call, What Up Wingnut? Are you ready? I am ready as I'll be. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut? Wingnut. Linda Holt, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? So I was asked this question, my very first job interview, and it was like the first question out of the interviewer's mouth when I was right out of college. (laughs) And I was so literally blindsided because I practiced for all the questions that the interviewer might ask me, but that was not one that I thought would ever be asked. So I kind of froze and I thought, oh my God, what if I say the wrong kind of tree? I won't get hired. So, and then I couldn't think of a tree because I was so worried about, you know, nervous. So I think I just spewed out oak tree because that was the only one I could think of. And I didn't know why I said that it was because it was the only one I could think of. But now that I'm older and wiser, I would probably say something like the tree of life or the Bodhi tree or a tree of significance. Did you get the job? I did get the job. (laughs) So oak tree it is. (laughs) In spite of uh, being an oak tree, I got the job. If you had to be left on a deserted island and you could only take one item with you, what would it be and why? Well, that would be easy. My camera. I can't go anywhere without my camera. So my cell phone. Oh, awesome. Your iPhone. Yes. (laughs) If if you could have only one food for the rest of your days, what would it be? Uh, Anything with pasta. Okay. Oh, okay. Pasta. We'll take pasta. Yeah. That, pasta works. We'll, yeah, we'll accept we'll pasta. Accept pasta. Yeah. Okay. Yes. We'll accept pasta. Move along. Okay. We'll accept it. Okay. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? I would love to speak multiple languages. 
Ooh, oh, that's interesting. That's, that's a great. new one. That's you know, have you seen like they have those little translator things on yes. Star Trek? They put them in their ear and you can yes. understand it. Yes, yes. that's very I good. so admire people that are bilingual or trilingual or can speak multiple. I've my whole life I've I've imagined that I could do that, but I can't. But I would love to have that. That is you my superpower. I know. I've oh, trust me. I've moved to Miami. You'll learn quickly. Yeah, you'll um, learn Spanish yeah. really quick. I I took Spanish classes for two years as an adult, and I learned like very little. And I took French all through high school and stuff. But um, hey, Linda, Linda, yes. yes. Donde está el baño? <laughs> Oh, I know that one. That's, that's the one I did learn. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, who is your design crush right now? Well, there's this girl from Boston who I'm just, everything she touches, she just amazes me. And it's Rachel Ryder. I don't know if you know her name. She does a lot of commercial boutique hotels, but she also does residential. She just is knocking it out of the park. And I'm so in love with her work right now. How do you spell her last name? R-E-I-D-E-R. Oh, Ryder. Okay, cool. We'll have to check her out. Now. Yeah. So put her in the show notes so everybody else can just see how amazing she is. Yeah, she's So awesome. Linda Hall, pl- please tell all the wingnuts where they can reach you. And oh, and also tell them about your service for photography here that we've been talking about, how you right. can help them out. We did mention that earlier. <laughs> I, I've heard good things. So let's hear what you got. Yes, well, they can reach me. I'm Linda Holt Creative on pretty much every social media channel at Linda Holt Creative on Instagram and Linda Holt Creative on Facebook. And my website is Linda Holt Creative. Creative.com. And I started offering editing services because I kept reaching out to my friends saying, Hey, want me to edit that for you? And so when, when I go places, especially, you know, blog tours and things like that, they would take these pretty bad photos. And I'd say, let me edit that for you. Let me edit it just to help them out. And then I thought, this, I sh- uh, this is a need. These, my friends really need some help. So I, I offered an edit- editing service of, uh, about a month ago. It's right a tab under my um, service button on my website, editing services. It's super easy, 20 bucks an image. Um, and I can fix your everybody's you know subpar or even bad um, photos and I can bring them up so they look fabulous. That sounds like quite the bargain. So is that a code word? If you come to me and say, Hey, can I edit that for you? Is that just, I just assume it's a crappy pick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm very diplomatic. I'd say, let me know. Let me know if you need any help on that, Darla. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Loud and clear. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Linda Hall, you are amazing as usual. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I had a great time. We did too. We'll see you around in the lab. Yes, you will. So, Darla, we just got to speak with the lovely Linda Hull, and I learned Linda. Yes, and I learned a few new things, and I've got some great inspiration from her and some really good ideas. Did Did you learn anything? Yeah. Most importantly, I learned that if Linda ever comes to me and says, "Hey, can I edit that for you?" Maybe I should let her. That would be a subtle hint for, she, hey, your pictures are kind of crappy. She's can, trying can to tell me something. Out? That's right. I tell you what, I'm going to go right now and, you know, when I when we're done here, of course, and check out that, what was it, Snapseed, Touch, Retouch, and, oh, most importantly, the airbrush. Airbrush, yes. So you can, Although, according yes, to Linda, yes. she says I don't need it. Oh, that's because you think <laughs> she's, you know... She she's just she's just blowing smoke there, darling. I know, I know. It's okay. Have we, I don't have we we hadn't met in person. That, have, that explains I, I, that. Not. So wingnuts, take it from Linda Hall. If you don't believe us, that photos are important, 
and the quality of your photo is important. Why showcase your work with crappy pics when you can take a really decent pic and show what you can do? So time, money, effort should be put into your photos. Yeah, there's there were some people also that just recently did a huge blog challenge and their work was pretty cool, but the photos themselves weren't that great. So they didn't make the investment in it. And in my opinion, don't do it at all. And because that's not showing your work in that, that positive professional light. And you have that's just an investment you have to make. Set that aside or you know, learn a little bit from Linda and use these apps and really get good with your iPhone to where that's passable. I mean, if people are shooting magazine coverage, there's got to be a way, right? Unless the lighting issue comes up. Absolutely. And Linda just drove home the point of you have to put out quality pictures. And what better way to start than in your personal pictures? Um, I know for me that I was inspired by Jerry Cerruti to start actually taking my time and taking some really decent iPhone shots. And of course, my 13 year old daughter and my dogs have been my number one and food but take the time set this oh yeah yeah darla too but she doesn't like her picture taken so take the time set it up play with the different settings on your phone and that has actually made me a better photographer in my personal pictures but as linda said if you're good in your personal pictures you're going to be good in your professional picture. So start playing around with those settings. That little sundial, read her blog about the, uh, link the, the, the link in the show notes for the tutorial on that. And everything will be in the show notes. But listen, listen to what, what she's saying because she gives out so much great advice. So you mentioned Jerry Cerruti, and I'd be remiss in not saying just Jerry Cerruti home on Instagram. Is she that on Facebook or just Jerry Cerruti on Facebook? She's an amazing interior designer, but a, really a stellar photographer also. And that, that's right. She has motivated Natalie to start paying attention to her iPhone pics. So what else we got, Nat? Um, Well, we have to go to a client's now. So we got to sign off here and move along. Alrighty, wing nuts. So if you liked what you heard here, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us one of those five-star reviews. Anything else? Move along. (laughs) Just kidding. No, we leave an honest review. I'm five-star. And please check us out on all the social media channels at wingnutsocial.com. Shoot us over an email to info at wingnutsocial or give us a phone call at 1-877-WINGNUT. We'll be happy to help you out with all of your social media needs. So until next time, so long. That's my line. So long. You're supposed to say goodbye. Oh, until next time. See ya. So long. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened.